the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Buckle up and settle in for a full hour of automotive mayhem with the real car guy, master technician, Mark Salem, where the only two things we can't fix is a broken heart and the crack of dawn. To talk to Mark, call 602-508-0960. That's 602-508-0960. Now, once again, here's Mark. Well, good morning, everybody. Four minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock. It's time for the car show, which is going to take place for the next uh, maybe hour or two. Two hours. Two hours? Yeah, that's what it usually is. Okay. All righty. Thank you very much for that. (laughs) Nevertheless, 602-508-0960. 602-508-0960 is the phone number if you have a car question or car problem. And we're going to talk about self-defense for car expense. Okay. But first, we're going to talk about Thompson's Auto Repair and Towing. Since 1970, Thompson's Auto Repair and Towing has been providing perfect automotive service, oil changes, maintenance service, light truck repair, uh, check engine lights, whatever, in the Mesa area. Since 1970, they've been around in the Mesa area. They have ASC certified technicians. They provide you the highest level of automotive service, and I like and respect Brian and Thelma, who own Thompson's Auto Repair. So if you don't have a repair shop, the only shop in Mesa that I recommend is Thompson's Auto Repair and Towing, and that's on Main Street just east of Stapley, Main Street just east of Stapley. Okay, what do you got to say for yourself? Not much today. I missed a lot of garage sales because I had to come and do this. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) well, that's just too bad. Anyway, I got an email from a guy, um, and he wanted to know about a speedometer cable, what the proper way to lube it and stuff. Okay. One of the things that you want to do when you're going to lube a, 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 a cable like that is you want to put the back of your hand against the speedometer plastic okay. and the dash and see if you can feel the cable. You can feel the noise. Now, sometimes... The, the cable is sticky, and the cable is a small round cable that's very flexible. On each end, it has squares, okay. but in the middle, it's coiled up. So hopefully that's a visual. that, And it could be two or three feet long, but it basically goes from the speed sensor on your transmission all the way up to the back of your dashboard. Now, many of the newer cars have electronic speedometer so that doesn't apply but in the older cars certainly from probably i don't know 1990 backwards and could be from 2000 uh backwards Mm -hmm. so the speedometer cables make a noise and it's also speed related so when you're going slow it's and then when you're going faster it's different so anyway you disconnect the cable from the back of the speedometer and that's not easy it's something that's difficult to do and you have to know how to unlatch it anyway so you pull the speedometer cable down, and you can pull the cables just straight out. And almost always you'll find a couple of brown spots on this wound cable. And then these brown spots are much bigger than the cable itself. Okay. And those are your troubled areas. What is it? It's just old grease. Okay. It's just old grease. So you take some carb spray, and you clean up those any dirt, any 
imperfections on the cable. Then when you're done, you spray it with brake spray. Now, carb spray leaves a film, but brake spray cleans the film up. Okay. So that's what, and carb spray is a lot better cleaner than brake clean is. So you use those two products. Then you take some white lithium grease and you put it in the center of the palm of, the palm of your hand and you drag the cable through it. And you just lube the cable. Then you slide it back in the housing. You put it back on the back of the speedometer. If the noise is the same after you've done that, then the head on the speedometer is bad. Okay. But about 80%, maybe even higher than that, when you lube the cable, that will do it. I can't tell you when the last time we lubed the cable at our shop. I just don't remember the last time somebody came in with a noisy, noisy, uh, you know, speedometer cable. Okay. So it's not something that's real common, nevertheless. Okay. So he had an older vehicle and he had that problem. Yes, it okay. appears that that's, that's what the situation was. Okay, so when we go in and we talk about car repair, much of what we talk about has to do with self-defense. What do you do when you're faced with something that makes you uncomfortable? A lot of times, folks will take their cars in, and they'll say, I have a clunk when I stop. And then the phone call back might be, well, your clunk is your lower control arm bushings, but in addition to that, your motor, you have two motor mounts that are broken, and you're way past the hoses and belts, and along with that goes a lot of fluids. That's kind of overwhelming. Yes, it is. You took it in for just nothing more than a clunk. And the clunk has ballooned into $2,000 worth of repair. Yes. So my advice, and and especially to women, you can't really teach guys about car repair because they all know what what it's all about. But for ladies, the ladies' answer is, is let's stick with the problem I have. So write all that stuff down that I need. But let's stick with the problem I have, and let's fix it first. I'm a little uncomfortable in all of a sudden it's ballooned to two or 3000 So how much is the lower control arm bushing that's bad or how much? Well, if one's bad, you need to do all four. Mm-hmm. And 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 then, then the question is, is, do I really need to do all four? Right. And, and is there savings in labor? So can you do all four at substantially less labor than just do one? And there is no, in this particular case, there is no... Um, opportunity for you to save labor. When you pull the lower control arm off, it it takes a second to replace one, or it re- doesn't take a second, but That's it's a, a short period of time for one versus two. Because right. you're already ready, you got all your equipment there, you're punching out the bearing, you're put, or the bushing, you're putting in a new bushing, what difference does it make? The cost of the bushing in a little bit of, of time. So if it takes $125 to take the lower control off, it's going to take $20 to do the first one and $10 to do the second one if everybody bills appropriately. Yes. So that's the kind of issue it is. Is In, in so many words, what you're saying is, is, let's fix it what I brought it in for. And then if I can develop trust and you fix it like you said and you stay in the estimate, I might reward you with some of the other stuff. Yes. The second issue is, is the thing that drives me crazy is, is I say to you, Mrs. Salem, you need a transmission service. And you say, well, let me look at the owner's manual to see if I'm in that mile or time range. Oh, you don't need to worry about that, Miss Salem. That owner's manual is not built for Arizona. It's not written for Arizona. This is the, the response to that. This is cut them off at the knees kind of response. 
oh, I'm sorry, they didn't give me an Arizona owner's manual. Would you order one for me? Mm-hmm. <laughs> because there is no such animal. They'll never get one. And and then at that point, you're going to get the person in front of you, man or woman, uh, service rider, they're stepping. All of a sudden, they're dancing because they don't know what to say. But they're trained. Well, you know? uh, and, and in, in all kinds of, whether it's the chain stores, the independent garages, or the dealerships, they're trained to sell. Right. And so the whole idea is... is to bring you in on the 1995 oil change, but we need to have a $300 average ticket price. Now, you and I both know we interviewed somebody not too long ago, and he had been working at a quick loop facility. Now, this doesn't paint them all with one brush, but I do know which one he was working at. Right. So at least the one, he said, we'd bring him in on a cheap oil change, and we just had kind of a requirement by management to bring that ticket up to 300 north of $300. An oil change still costs us more uh, in cost than it does um, anything else. Yeah, and even even if you're in the semi-synthetics and you're thirty-five or forty dollars, the five quarts of oil, the filter, plus the labor to do it, plus the service writer's time to write up the work order, plus parts time to bring, it doesn't work. We don't. Yeah, we lose money. Right. And so the whole idea is: is how cheap can you go? And if I'm at twenty nine ninety five for a conventional and the guy down the street wants more business, he's going to go less than my 29 But he still has a responsibility to himself or to the shop to bring that ticket price up. Sure. Who we got, Gil? We have Lee. Lee, good morning to you. What can I do for you? Hi, Mark. Thanks for taking my call. You bet. I have a, I have a 2005 Envoy, CMC Envoy. Okay. And as I'm coming to a stop and I'm applying the brake um, right before I stop, probably five miles an hour or less, it appears that, like the pedal releases, almost like anti-lock releases. <laughs> Something happens. Well, um, it, not, go ahead. You, you aren't in anti-lock brake time. Um, anti-lock only when, when you, it's going down the road, the ABS computer watches <clears throat> the rotation of all four tires. And if it sees one locks up, then it dumps the pressure to that tire, and then it gently applies pressure again. It's almost seamless to the driver. So what I hear you saying is you're coming in, and just at the very end, you feel something in the brake pedal. Right. Okay. Can you duplicate it every time? Yes. Okay. I I don't know what that is. Yeah. I've it's never... not a fading or anything. It's more of a... Yeah, he's talking about the. There's movement in the pedal. pedal. Yeah, and I'm not quite sure how many miles are on your Envoy. Uh, I think it's got about 160,000, and uh, it's almost like it. It doesn't release. It's almost like it feels like it releases the brakes a tiny bit, not totally. Um, but yeah, it's very noticeable, and other people have felt it also. It's not when I use a heavy application; it's when you use a lighter application. Okay. I'm going to think out loud here. Have you had brakes on it in 160,000 miles? Oh, yeah. I mean, I've only had it for about a year, so okay. I haven't changed them out, but they look, you know, the, the discs look pretty good. Okay. Now, it, it, I, I was hoping for, and you don't know, because I know you don't know, because you just bought it, but um, it, it typically would have been through two sets of shoes or three, mm-hmm. um, depending mm-hmm. on who's driving it and stuff like that. I'm thinking, I'm wondering if the rear brakes are in adjustment. I'm wondering if the rear brakes are releasing because they're real loose. Now, he probably has four-wheel disc, 
And so there's a process to adjust the brakes, unlike the process we had when we had rear drum where you backed up and slammed on the brakes. That helped adjust them. Mm-hmm. So right. on disc brakes, you're going, here's what I want you to try. I don't know the answer to your question. What part of town do you live in? North Phoenix. Okay. On east or west of central? Uh, west of central. Okay. Actually, no, I'm sorry. East, just a bit, about central, I guess you'd say 7th Avenue or 7th okay. Street. Is it a 12th Street in Glendale close by? That's uh, not too bad. Okay. Kelly Clark's at 12th Street in Glendale. My okay. advice to you um, would go and talk to Jesse and say, um, and not on a Monday morning or <clears throat> Friday afternoon for obvious reasons. Right. And so you're going to stop and say, Jesse, I was talking to Mark and he, he doesn't know what this is. So he suggested I come over and ask you. I can duplicate it, Jesse. Would you take a ride with me? And so I'd like very much to show you what it does, and then I'd like very much to switch places and have you feel what I'm talking about. And and, and then at that point we'll talk about, you know, the further diagnostic process and then what it's going to cost to fix it. But somebody needs to drive it because it's not that you're doing anything wrong. It's just you're using words I've never heard in 39 years. So I'm on. I'm unclear now. The other thing you can do is go behind the <clears throat> the uh, shopping center where you're not going to bother anybody, or go through a self-service car wash because the concrete's always um, real slick at a self-serve car wash. And so pull into the self-serve car wash. Nobody's there. Do it at night, and then just kind of hammer your brakes, and then get out and let's make sure that there's skid marks on all four brakes, and the fronts will be twice as long as the back. Okay? okay, fronts are twice as long as the back, and and then if you say Jesse, uh, when I do a panic stop on slick concrete, all four wheels are locking up and the fronts are twice as long as the back, he's going to be, <laughs> and we're both going to be, wow, right. this might be something that you have to wait till it gets worse and until easier, and that'll make it easier to find. But anyway, yeah. have Jesse take a ride with you and see what he says. And that's Twelfth uh, Street in Glendale. Yep. Oh, and it, and the name of it, I'm sorry, is Kelly Clark Automotive. Kelly Clark Automotive. Kelly okay. with a K. Thank you very much, Lee. 602-508-0960. The lines are open. If you'd like to ask a car question, you can. We'll be right back. Phoenix Body Works is a family-owned and operated collision repair facility that opened in 1982. That's over 35 years ago, helping family and friends with their collision repair needs with unparalleled honesty, integrity, and quality. We have grown into the finest collision repair facility in the Valley of the Sun. We are located on 19th Avenue, one half block north of Deer Valley Road. We're open Monday through Friday, 7.30 a.m. to 5 p.m. and on Saturdays from 9 a.m. to 12 noon for estimates. Give us a call at 623-582-1434 or visit our website at www.phxbodyworks.com, view our YouTube video, or read our Yelp reviews. Remember, it's your vehicle, and you decide who repairs your vehicle, not the insurance company. We work with all insurance companies on your behalf and eliminate the stress of dealing with the repairs. We are not beholden to the insurance company. At Phoenix Body Works, we work for you.
Are your credit cards maxed out? Do you owe more than $10,000? Are you juggling your bills only making minimum payments? Credit card companies are playing a dirty trick on you. They want you to think you must pay it all back, and that's simply not true. Credit card companies hate it when we expose their secrets. In fact, there are ways you can become debt-free and you don't have to pay the entire amount you owe. National Debt Relief offers programs that help you escape overwhelming credit card debt. National Debt Relief has helped 10 Tens of thousands of people just like you reduce more than $1 billion of debt. National Debt Relief has earned an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau. They're also the number one rated debt relief program by top consumer reviews and top 10 reviews. Don't declare bankruptcy or take out a consolidation loan. Settle your debt for a mere fraction of what you owe. Call National Debt Relief now at 800-645-1660. 800-645-1660. 800-645-1660. This Veterans Day, do more than just celebrate a day in honor of veterans. Take action. November 10th at the Four Points by Sheridan Phoenix South Mountain, 960 The Patriot, and Wings for Warriors present the third annual Wings for Warriors Night of Honor and Giving Gala. Enjoy dinner, music, and guest speaker, a live and silent auction, all in support of veterans and our military families for their sacrifices. Wings for Warriors is a national 501c3 nonprofit organization in support of combat wounded military service members returning home from Iraq and Afghanistan. Give back to the ones that gave all. November 10th at the Four Points by Sheridan Phoenix South Mountain. Find more event information and purchase your tickets to this special Veterans Day Gala. Go to 960thepatriot.com. So I'm a dog and I just got adapted by this new human guy and I'm starting to wonder how he got along without me. I mean, okay, something as simple as walking around the block. He's got this leash thing, and he puts me on one end and him on the other, and I'm just taking him around. I, I think he's afraid of getting lost. Without that leash and me guiding him along, I don't think he'd find his way back home. But it's kind of cute. A person is the best thing to happen to a shelter pet. Be that person. Adopt. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the shelterpetproject.org. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody. My name is Mark Salem. Sitting next to me is my wife, Renee Salem, and we've both been in the auto repair industry for quite a few years. Way too many. Way too many. <laughs> Thanks a lot. Way too many. All right. That's okay. That's fair enough. Anyway, we've got uh, four open lines because Brad's on the line, and we're going to get to him in just a second. 602-508-0960. 602-508-0960. And we'll go to Brad, and then we'll pick up some spots. Brad, Good morning. Good morning. How can I help you today? Um, I have a uh, 2006 Ford F-150 with the uh, 5.4 liter motor in it. And the last couple months, I'm hearing when I accelerate, step on the gas, I hear almost like a, a sheet metal sound. Or if I'm going up a hill where there's a load, I hear it almost every time. But when I let off the gas, it stops, and somebody told me that it could be a heat shield that fell down. So I went underneath the truck and I looked, and there was a heat shield that was near my front drive line. It's a four-wheel drive, and so I tried to bend it away, and then I looked at it again, and it went back down. So I went ahead and cut it off the section where it was near my drive line. 
and I was wondering what you think it could be. Well, we know it's not the shield. I would have told you to just crawl underneath there with old clothes and kick, start kicking shields. Because, I mean, the engine's off, and you just crawl Correct. underneath there, because that's what we do. We rack them and take a rubber hammer and just start hitting things. And sooner or later, we're going to hit something, and there's going to be a, a, a resonation somewhere. So is it is that shield something you can put back on, you think? No, I just went ahead and cut it off. It, it just uh, I didn't cut the whole shield off. I just cut a section of it off. Okay. The reason I ask you that is that heat shield is if you park in an area where there's grass or weeds or something like that, that heat shield kind of keeps the catalytic converter from setting the, the ground on, uh, on fire underneath you. And so that's what that shield is. So just pay particular attention. The last thing you want to do is go camping with your family and sit there with pine needles underneath your catalytic converter and start it up because it's cold and let it run for a while. That 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 won't be good. So just pay attention to that. I can't I can't give you the noise. It, it, it I can answer the question why it's only on acceleration after I find out what it is. So that that's kind of, okay. the question doesn't need to be answered before you figure it out. And then once you figure it out, the question's easy. You can still crawl underneath there if if, it, if there's a noise associated. But but the 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 rattling metal to metal sound is the one that's got kind of got me. Mm-hmm. Is it possible that it's pinging? The engine is pinging. No, it's not pinging at all. I mean, it runs great, and at low speed, um, I don't hear nothing. And but when I really step on the gas, like getting on the freeway, I can hear it. Just sounds like a, a sheet metal to me. It's like sheet metal running. Um, I also looked at. They said it could be that I just had my uh, bearings put in my front end. Okay. So they said they could have actually bent that little tin shield that you know goes by the brake rotor, but. What I can't figure out is I can't figure out why it does it on acceleration as soon as I let off the gas at the top. Well, fixing it by YouTube University is a bad idea because you don't know who's guessing, and you can right. get 15 different ideas. The, the idea of somebody screwing up the brakes and, and creating a noise, that noise would be there all the time. So it's you, that's not what you're describing. You're describing yeah, no, I thought- yeah. So, yeah. It, and if that's the case, as soon as you let go of the uh, of the throttle, now when you're driving down the road and you let go of the throttle, does the noise go away? Yes. Okay. So it's engine related. It has nothing to do with the spinning of the four wheels, right? I. That's what I'm. That's why I came to yeah. the conclusion of. Okay. Well, then then we have to figure out what on the engine it is. And so, you know, God only knows what it is, but it is something that I'm sure if you can duplicate for a shop, there's a seasoned veteran there that's going to be able to say, okay, I, want, I need to duplicate that. Maybe he puts it on the rack and gets the rear wheel spinning, that kind of stuff. But if it had to do with the four tires, the bearings, the drive shaft, it would change dramatically when you backed off the throttle, and it would be there. And, and if it's a wheel bearing or anything to do with the four tires on the ground, it would be there all the time. So it's difficult to, to assign that. But, you know, noises and vibrations are kind of tough to diagnose over the telephone. Is there any vibration related to this or not? No. Okay. Okay. I, I, I don't have a, a clue. What part of town do you live in? I'm in uh, Tullison, 83rd Avenue in Lower Buckeye. Okay. Well, 88, yeah, well, that's way far away from 88th and Bell and 80, way north. Um, you could go to, to uh, SNS Tire, which is on I-10 and Dysert, 
and you could just say to them, "Would you be? Would, I, I can make this noise happen. Can I borrow one of your technicians for 10, 15 minutes? Because if you take him out and you keep him for 45 minutes, that really makes us owners mad. But if you can take him and show the noise and then switch places with him and let him drive it and make the noise, then you're, you're, you're going to save yourself $50, at least $50, or maybe more in diagnostic time if you can pull that off. All righty. Okay. I'm sorry. I wish I could right. help you better. Thank you very much, Brad. 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960, Kurtz Auto Repairs, I-17 and Bell. To give you an example, and let's transition to Kurtz as far as, you know, what it is that that uh, he does. He's the kind of guy that would handle that with no problem. He's got. He's a master tech. Eric's a master tech. Jeff's a master tech. And those three guys are a hard... You can't draw to a better group of guys. Right. But... But test driving a car for a customer is is something we enjoy. Yeah. We don't chase our tail that way. They call it a squeak when it's really a rattle, or and and a squeak denotes two pieces of metal rubbing together. But if this is really a rattle, mm-hmm. and then you find out that the shroud's broken and the shroud is rattling and the fan hits it and all, you know, there's just a lot of things that can go on there. So if you're near I-17 and Bell, then then Kurtz Auto Repair Northeast Corner's been around since 1987. He has ASE Master Certified Technicians, like I told you. He's He's been around a long time, and he's a good guy. And I remember one time a lady had been bid three or four motors from two or three different shops, and everybody said it needed a motor, and I think he fixed it for less than $100 because it had to do with an oil pressure switch that was showing zero oil pressure. So can you imagine putting $4,000 engine in and then really putting a $40 oil pressure sensor on, knowing yeah. full well you're taking advantage of that person. Oh, it'd make you sick. And that's like, I don't know, this story was funny to me. We had a lady come in last week, and she said, um, I need my car fixed or whatever. And, and Andy said, well, what's wrong with it? And she said, well, I don't know. Or what What are you hearing? Or no, Oh, just have them drive it. They'll know. And Andy goes, well, like, what are we looking for? No, just have them drive it. They'll figure it out. And she said, no, we need some kind of direction, what noise you're hearing. Because for us, it might be different than what you hear. That happens a lot. Yeah. That happens a lot. It's it's an uncomfortable situation with respect to we're not, we, we may fix the wrong noise. Right. So it's real, you really have to drive it and say, there's the noise, there's the noise. Exactly. That's what you have to do. Yeah. And we fix the wrong noise many times, yeah. and that's the ugly part of it. Is when you fix the wrong noise, you end up eating that repair. Or a couple S- noises. Six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty. Six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty. The lines are open. Did you know Rain Tree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs? Andy Val, the dad, and his sons, Tom and Paul, operate Rain Tree Auto Body in North Scottsdale. They've been around since 1972. Sure, they fix Kias and Hondas and Chevys and Fords, but they are rated the best for their ability to correctly repair the Mercedes-Benz. Remember, Rain Tree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs. They have a machine called the Select Bench. It's the same jig they assemble your car on. Raintree can put your car back to its pre-loss condition with 100% accuracy. Raintree Auto Repair is a BBB member with a plus rating. Raintree Auto Repair provides free estimates, and they'll give you a lifetime warranty on all paint and bodywork. They use the best glasserate paint, and it's waterborne paint, so it has no environmental effect. For more information, stop by RaintreeAutoBodyInc.com. Alvin, can I tell you a story? Yeah. Okay, a long time ago in a kingdom far away, a certain caveman named Donald stood up to a bunch of toxic swamp creatures 
and helped his fellow cavemen take their government back. Yay! It's incredible. And with my friend Tim Raglan, we tell the story. It's based on a true story of this noble caveman who defeats a group, a bipartisan group of cowardly swamp creatures. It's called Donald Drains the Swamp. Get your copy of this book by Eric Metaxas and Tim Raglan today at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and wherever books are sold. Are you tired of exposing your retirement to stock market risk? How would you like to participate in stock market gains but never stock market losses? Join James and Brandon Herbis for the Safe Money Radio Show here on KKNT every Saturday at 2 p.m. and Sundays at 1 p.m. And you can also call James and Brandon now for your free customized safe information money kit and a 115-page safe money book at 844-371-SAFE. That's 844-371-7233. Welcome back to The Dog Show. Up next, we have Satchmo. Satchmo is a member of the Shelter Pet Group. That's right, a group known especially for their couch-snuggling, ball-chasing, face-licking, tail-wagging, backyard-hanging, and, of course, companionship. And what breed would you say Satchmo is? I'd have to go with maybe a lavish terrier hound chihuahua-looking kind of mix. Tremendous dog. I'd also like to point out Satchmo's coloring, a white, gray, brown, black brindle, simply marvelous. You know, it's such a treat to watch a dog like this. Now, let's see him in action. Look how he makes eye contact with his person. That's actually known as the treat stare. How intuitive. And now he appears to be excitedly turning in circles. Ah, the happy dance, so common with this group. And finally, the loving face lick. It's great how he just gets in there and, well, licks. Fantastic. But really, the best way to know an amazing shelter pet like Satchmo is to meet one. Visit the shelterpetproject.org today. Adopt. Brought to you by Maddie's Fund, the Humane Society of the United States, and the Ad Council. I started my adventure as an aerospace medical technician. Flight medic in the Air Force Reserve. Satellite system operator. As a space systems operator. And I'm a pilot for the Air Force Thunderbirds demonstration. We team. deliver the world's timeliest environmental intelligence data. Flying to Afghanistan, bringing wounded warriors back to Germany. We take care of injured personnel on a daily basis. And then flying them from Germany back to the States. As a member of the Thunderbirds, I get to be a part of a team that passes on the message of the United States Air Force Reserve to the U.S. and the world. It's a very exciting career. One of the greatest things about the Air Force Reserve is all the different opportunities. The training in the Air Force Reserve is second to none. It gave me the opportunity to go to college. The Air Force Reserve actually paid for my education, which allowed me to commission. It was definitely a bonus. Probably the most exciting thing I've done is support humanitarian relief operations in places like Haiti. The Reserve gave me the opportunity to learn something totally different from what I did. Being able to travel. I enjoy the getaways that I get, and I enjoy the camaraderie and fellowship I share with all my unit mates. We're really close-knit. We're unique. And the Air Force Reserve gave me all those opportunities, and then even more. Start your adventure in the Air Force Reserve. That down, and that didn't work out very well at all. Nope. Nope, sure didn't. All righty, 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. If you'd like to call us, if you'd like to talk about cars and stuff like that, you certainly can. It's real easy. All you have to do is give us a call, 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. Let's go to the phones real quick, and then we're going to grab some stuff. But let's go to Ed. Ed, good morning to you. How can I help you? Hi, thanks for taking the call. You bet. Um, I have I have a 1998 Forerunner, and when I go out and try to start it, I will turn the key, and I hear the. It sounds like the click of the solenoid, but the starter motor won't turn. And sometimes it'll it'll start right up. Sometimes the starter won't, won't turn at all. And I was wondering if it's a problem with the starter. Could it be the problem with the switch, or is it a problem with the 
low voltage in the battery. Well, or something. Yeah, that that'll that'll come um, that'll come with. Yeah, I don't know. I'll tell you what I think you should do. I think the very easiest thing to do would be have you go uh, to my website, MarkSalem.com, and mm-hmm. and click on FAQ 28. Isn't it 28? I it's think no so. start, look it up. no crank, or something like that. But I can tell you how to diagnose this. The first thing I want you to do is: Do you know where the starter is at, and is it? Can you visually see it? Um. Yeah. You can. You can. You can. If you turn the front wheel, it's on the passenger side. Okay. Back by the transmission. Okay. One of the things that I would have you do is is I would have you have somebody get in the truck or the forerunner. I would make sure they set the parking brake. I'd make sure it was in park. And I would have them just click, click, click. Okay? Right. And I would have you beat on the starter with a hammer. So I want you to hit it as if you're hitting a a thick Coca-Cola bottle and you want to break it, but you don't want to smash it. Okay? Right. Right. So that's the easy thing to do because... Here's the deal. How many miles are on your Forerunner? Uh, about 198. Okay. Have you ever thousand. put a starter on it? No, I've only had it for about 20,000. Okay. Here, here's what happens, and, and and something else you can do. Now think about this: when you hit the key, the headlights are going to be white and bright. When right. when you activate the solenoid, there's going to be a slight dimming because the solenoid only uses three, four, five, maybe eight amps. So there's just going to be mm-hmm. an ever so barely noticeable de- deterioration of the white and bright headlights. When you hit the starter, it should drop the headlights to yellow. And then the minute you let okay. go of the starter, it should pop up. So I'm betting that with your description, you're getting a solenoid click. That means we're going to have a slight dimming. But then when you hit the key or when you're holding it, it doesn't start. It doesn't crank. So you have a no crank situation. So I'm right. thinking that well, the... Hey- Go ahead. I was say, here's the here's the thing that throws me off is that sometimes it will it will crank for a few cranks and then stop. Okay. Well, um, and you try it again and then you get clicks, clicks, clicks. Sometimes it'll crank for a couple more seconds, but before the engine catches, the starter will stop again. Okay. And then and then eventually it'll just start right up. Okay. Well, what I'm what I'm I'm thinking the reason, and I got—I guess I got to explain it. The reason I, I wanted you to hammer on the starter is is that the brushes at the back of the starter are spring loaded, and uh-huh. when they get really short, one of them won't touch, and so when it okay. won't touch, then you hammer it. Then all of a sudden, the two brushes hit the armature, and the thing starts and runs. And then after you do that a couple of times, you say, "Well, the starter's bad," and so you. Uh, the rest of the story will answer itself, but I'm thinking that the power is going from the key through the neutral safety switch to the solenoid, and the fact that you hear a click is good. But if you were to you know, look at the headlights, and when the solenoid clicks, the lights dim to nothing, that could be a bad connection. That could be a bad starter that's drawn an excessive amount of amps, and that drops the headlights down. So that's why the headlights become a voltmeter, so to speak. That's really what we're looking at. We're using the headlights as a voltmeter. Do you own a voltmeter? A meter? Um, yes, I do. Okay. Well, what I would do is is I'd take a, put the terminals on the battery, and I would expect it to be between 12.5 and 13. 
13 is fully uh-huh. charged, 12.5 is 50% charged. So I have it on there, and then I would hit the hit the key. Now the solenoid should drop it very little on the voltmeter, very very little, mm-hmm. but the starter is going to drop it down to about 10 and a half volts. So when the starter starts okay. cranking, we're going to go to 10 and a half volts. So if if it goes to nine volts or below nine volts, the starter's no question bad, and I'll bet you dollars to donut if you hammer that old son of a gun, it'll crank over. So okay. so that's what we're, we know that the solen- we don't know for sure that the solenoids activate in the starter. We know that we can hear it click, but for some reason, it, but if you pound on the starter, that'll tell me if it's a starter or not. But in reality, you're probably going to replace the starter and the solenoid together anyway. Because it would yeah. be foolish to do one and not the other. And I think on your Toyota, you're going to figure out that they come as a package a lot cheaper as they come separately. Okay. So that would be my suggestion to you is is, is FAQ, I'm pretty sure it's 28, no yeah, cranks or something like that. Okay. And and, okay. and and look at the the headlights will tell you kind of whether it's a solenoid, whether it's a bad. Now, if the headlights go to nothing, you hit the key, they're white and bright, you hit the key and the headlights go to nothing, you have a bad connection at the battery. And okay. that and that won't crank the starter because I need nine and a half volts to get the starter to spin. So if you drop down to six because you have a bad battery connection, that tells me all I need to know. So okay. and, and all right, good luck to you. Thank you very much, Dan. I'm gonna put you on hold for just a second and we're gonna be back right after this. Now you have a friend at Thunderbird Automotive. And his name is Tom Fletcher. In 2003, Thunderbird Automotive was a finalist in the Better Business Bureau Ethics Award. In 2004, they won that award. Check them out at the BBB online directory. They're proud of their A-plus rating. Thunderbird Automotive has ASE certified technicians. They can fix anything with a steering wheel. Thunderbird Automotive offers a free courser inspection on every vehicle, the same one that some charge $49 for. They now offer a three-year, 36,000-mile warranty on parts and labor anywhere in the country. If you live in the Northwest area, you have to stop in to Thunderbird Automotive at 88th Avenue in Thunderbird, just west of the 101. For more information, visit them online at ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. That's ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. Or drive right in at 88th Avenue and Thunderbird, just west of the 101. How would you like to make an extra $1,200 to $7,800 monthly, safely investing in real estate tax lien certificates? Hi, I'm Tony Martinez, co-founder of USTLA, and over the last 20 years, I've been investing in tax lien certificates, making 16% to 25% secured fixed returns while acquiring highly discounted properties mortgage-free. Now, I want to show you how to with my 50-page revealing report called Proof Why Tax Lien Certificates Are the Superior Vehicle for Your Financial Success. In my report, you'll learn where to find tax lien certificates, how to safely earn 16 to 25% secured fixed returns and how to acquire valuable real estate at huge discounts mortgage-free. Now, for a limited time, I'll give anyone that calls a free copy of my powerful new report. Call 800-221-9582 now to get Tony's free report. 800-221-9582 in the next 30 minutes, and Tony will give you two free tickets to his live training coming to the Phoenix area at a $300 value. 800-221-9582. That's 800-221-9582. Hey, everyone. You know, let's all stop what we're doing right now and take a moment. That felt good, huh? Just like that, we had a nice, special sort of moment together. 
Of course, they don't all need to be quiet moments to be special. They could be loud moments, goofy moments, sporty moments, dorky moments. Moments where we talk or walk or just hang out. It doesn't really matter. They all count. Because every time dads like us take a moment like that to spend with our kids, well, it's pretty momentous. <laughs> Sounds like somebody agrees. So let's take a moment to make a moment. Today, call 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Patriot app tip number four. Want your voice heard? Email or leave a voice message straight from your Patriot app. Just open it up, click the upper left-hand corner, and select email or talk back. Download the Patriot app at your app store today. Welcome back, everybody. My name is Mark Salem, and sitting next to me here is my wife, Renee. And yes, hello. I can't hear you, and you can't hear me, I bet. No, nope. I can see your lips moving. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. We're we're just having some technical problems Maybe on my time. end, and uh, that creates a problem for, for just about everybody. Can, can you talk to me now? I can hear you now. Okay. All righty. Anyway, um, we're going to go to the phones real quick and pick up Dan like we promised. Dan, good morning to you. How can I help you? Hey, good morning to you. I couldn't believe my good fortune on hearing about that fellow with the F-150, the 06. Okay. I I pulled a trailer and an ATV on the back of my F-150 up to Idaho for the eclipse, and that same noise progressively kept getting louder and louder as I would, you know, I, I'm almost maxed out with the rig, and I'd go through some areas where I'd have to really push hard, and that noise started just coming in at a certain RPM, and then I back off just a hair, and it, it disappeared. I push back into it, get the RPM, get it under load, and it come back in again. And it just so happens at that same time, I got one of those uh, oh, 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 uh, voltage meters from Camping World. The thing puts out, or is, it gives a good display on what your voltage is. Voltage is fine, and then it just so happened about the same time when I'd stop and idle with the air conditioning on during the summer, it would go into yellow mode or the yellow indicator and show that it was just above 12 volts. And all the time before that, I'd have enough volts that it would maintain the battery voltage, but it's gotten lower now since that noise has come in. I've got 100, 107,000 miles on that alternator, and I'm looking to replace it, and I will call back and let you know if that noise disappears. You know what else I'd like you to do is I would like you to, um, when before you do that, I'd like you just to gently hit the alternator case with a hammer. Okay. I'd be interested in knowing if there the pulley is loose, um, or if the belt is spinning, or if there's a chatter from the spring-loaded belt tensioner. I had all the the uh, the belt tensioner and the idler all replaced. Uh, just before I went on that trip. Okay. So they're like new, but I will double-check it. Okay. Now, the voltmeter that you have, when you're cruising down the road and everything is okay, is it pretty close to 13.8 to 14.2? Is it either side I'm, of the 14 volts? I'm without the air conditioning on it. It goes from 13.9 to 14.2. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's perfect. And when you're cranking, it should never drop below 9.5 or 10. 
Okay. So, uh, that's a good battery, so you can always watch that. These are numbers that we all use. It's not numbers I'm making up. Every shop in town uses these numbers. But now, when it, what's the lowest you've seen the voltage? 12. Okay, and that's just what we call static battery. Now, a, tw- a 12.1 is 10% charged, a 12.4 is 40% charged, a 12.8 is 80% charged, and 13 is full. So if you're down at 12 volts, you're, you're just call what, what we call static. So you're not charging anything at all at 12 volts. Yes, so, it. Yeah. So I guess the alternator, I'd like to hear from you if the alternator does two things, if it straightens up your volt gauge and gets rid of the noise. That would yes. be important to me. Now, the second part of the question, when I replace the alternator, is it just the alternator only? Unhook everything on the back and then just run it through? There's no other thing other than just replacing the alternator? No, the regulator's going to be inside the alternator. And all the brushes and the diode trio and stuff, but I want you to pull the negative cable and then disconnect the battery. So I I don't want you to have power because... You know, the other day one of my guys was wrenching on the back of an alternator, and he hadn't disconnected the battery, and so his wrench reaches over and hits the ground, and there's a whole lot of sparks and wipes out the diodes on the alternator. So I I got to buy another one, okay? I appreciate your help. Thank you. You betcha. You betcha. Daryl, you're up next. Um, How can I help you? Hey, Mark. uh, Great show. Thank you. Make it quick. I've got a 2007 Toyota Tacoma. It's a V6 automatic four-wheel drive. And I'm, I'm retired, so I'm trying to do some neglected maintenance, and I've done a lot of belts, hoses, and what have you, but I'm trying to service the automatic transmission, and boy, it's, it's an ordeal. And I, I think you've talked about this before online, but maybe I'm wrong. Okay. There's not a traditional drain uh, and fill procedure like you would see on 95% of the cars. There's a drain plug on the bottom, and then adjacent to the transfer case down low on the transmission, there's a... Another a fill plug. I've got a uh, service manual. You know, you can drop the pan, replace the filter. Only a couple of quarts of oil come out, and then it tells you to bring it up to operating temperature, and it tells you to use a scan tool, and it'll tell you when. And then you can drain some more fluid out and squirt some fluid in. Is there a better way, or am I, am I missing something totally here with these transmissions? So how are you going to add fluid? Through the dipstick? Well, no, they they tell you to pump it into the side and that there's a fill port and it's down low by the transmission. Okay. Uh, so, and they tell you it has to be the operating temperature for everything to cycle more fluid than what is contained in the pan. Okay. I've read some uh, on some of the forms. They say they go to these places, they hook it up to your transmission cooler lines near the front of the uh, uh, radiator down at the bottom, and then they cycle this stuff through and supposedly... They've got a machine that uh, can clean uh, and refresh your fluids. I, I've, I've never experienced that before. Okay. So. Well, here's here's the problem that you're going to have. The problem is this. Um, has they ever had the filter changed by pulling the pan? Do we know there's a filter underneath the pan? Is that what your service manual says? Yeah, yeah. I, I did it when I bought the truck, um, and, and, again, it was all it said at that time was just replace. And it really is not even a. They call it a filter, but it really just looks like a screen. It's wide. It's, I shouldn't say wide open. It's not a traditional filter like a, a lot of automatic filter. transmissions. Okay. Yeah, it's not typical. Cotton. It looks right. All right. All right. So when we but I did up, that, it. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Right. It's okay. When we hook up the flush machine, we're just shoving new in and, and you're old out. So we have two clear hoses. So the the one that's going into your transmission is going to be red, nice and cherry red fluid, and the stuff that's coming out is going to be different. 
So we're just yeah. going to flush it until it's clean. Then we're going to use that that overfill hole when we're all done. And while we're doing the flush, we're not going to rejuvenate your fluid. You're going to pay for all the fluid we're putting in. And if it, right, it could right. be an eight-quart system and we use 12 to get it till it ran clean, then you pay 12. But we're also going to have somebody inside the car going from park to reverse to neutral to drive to low and then back and forth. We're going to cycle all the fluid through all the valve body and through the converter. And so okay. usually I tell people, just do the filter screen first, and then from that point on, depending on how dirty it is, at that point we're just going to move forward and we're just going to do a flush about every 75 or 80,000 miles. Now, if you have Perfect. synthetic, okay. you can go to 100. But um, it it might be all of us are real familiar with, with what we need to do. Oftentimes, there's going to be some, like you said, a scanner that's going to tell us that, you know, we're, we're okay on the, on the fluid level. You wouldn't have that. But there's right. other ways you're going to find on the Internet that people, there's a fill hole, and chances are that there's going to be some kind of, we don't want it coming out of the fill hole, but we want you to hit the bottom of the fill hole. That's, that's yeah, a common. Yeah, there's an overflow indicator on the transmission, so they, they tell you to be careful, and this is where you drain it, and here's the overfill indicator, okay. and uh, that's what they recommend. So, okay, so just to, it sounds like I can do the filter and get it topped off with at least as much. They said just measure what you took out and put that back in, and then, so is there any place in Prescott? I live up in Prescott. Do you, any place you recommend? No, um, I, I'm embarrassed to tell you I've tried to find somebody in Prescott, and I can't. I would like to spread okay. my wings, but if you come down the I-17, there's Tom at Deer Valley and I-17 northwest corner, and then at Bell and okay. I-17 is Kurtz on the northeast corner, and both of those guys are well-qualified and well-seasoned, and both of them have gray hair, and both of them are master technicians. They, they know how to handle your, your Toyota. Now, okay, my daughter lives at 83rd and Cactus. Is there some place close there? Um, you can go to uh, Automotive Dynamics on Grand and 99th Avenue, or you can go to Thunderbird Auto at 88th Avenue and T-Bird. Okay. And so those guys are in that particular area as well. And, and you're gonna you're, before you leave, you're gonna you know ask them, and they're gonna give you a range because they don't know how long it's gonna take and how much fluid it's gonna right. take. But you're on a transmission flush, you're gonna be in the two to three hundred dollar range. Yeah, that's what and, I was gonna say. And especially if it's got synthetic fluid in it. Right. And so it'll yeah. just depend on whether whether what it calls for. And if it takes just regular Dextron or ATF, no, that's it, an easy one. Yeah, it, it takes Toyota type. S-A-S-S, S-R-A-S, it's some funky fluid that you can only, yeah. seems like I can only ever find it as a dealer. No, yeah. um, <laughs> yeah. that's that's that what way. they want you to believe. The fact of the matter is, is if Toyota used to say you had to use Toyota oil filters, Eureka used to say you have to use our vacuum bags, there's a, 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 a it's a it's a federal law, it's called the Magnuson-Moss Act, and it says if you must use the proprietary whatever on your vacuum bags or a Toyota, you have to provide it for free. And wow. so Vaveline Max Life is something I would probably look at. And Vaveline Max Life has a chart, and if you can find your Toyota in there, then it's certified that, vac- that Vaveline's Max Life will fit in your Toyota. And frankly, that's probably what we'd put in it. Yeah. All righty. Okay, thank you. Thank you, you very you. much, you betcha. Speaking of transmissions, Automatic right. Transmission Exchange is on 40th Street in Washington. He's been around since 1968. Phil and his staff are really good guys with respect to transmissions. They know how to fix transmissions, and they're kind of guys that will drive. If you can duplicate the problem, then they'll go with you. But they're not going to let you drive to Lake Pleasant and back. 
that's not going to happen. But you get the problem, or you point out that the leak is right here below the rearview mirror, right in, in the middle of the car. That's the kind of, of customer that saves a lot of diagnostic process. But Phil's been around a long time. He's capable of small leaks, transmission services, and all the way to the overhauls. And he was around when transmission automatics were first there. As a result of that, he's very skilled on the newer model transmissions because all we're doing is using electronic solenoids to redirect fluid and pressure, where before we used manual valves to do it. So the transmission is still the same. We're just shifting your car electronically. So 40th Street in Washington, the north side of the road. 602-508-0960. 602-508-0960. Jeff, I'm going to get your question, but probably take you on the other side of the break. But go right ahead. Yeah, I got an older model uh, Chevy Tahoe. Dropped the 383 uh, stroker crate motor in it. And I did an oil change, and I put uh, 5W30, and I looked at the manual. It says 10W30. Do I have a concern? No. No. And and let me just explain real quick. I want you to put the palms of your hands together. And this is new technology. We're putting 0, 20 in some cars today. So you put your hands together and you you flap them real fast and you can create the heat in between the palms of your hands. So you rub them real fast. Now, I want to ask you, if you want to carry away the heat, provide lubrication, and carry away the trash, are you better off with peanut butter or water, or sewing machine oil? And obviously the answer is sewing machine oil or water. So the thinner oil gives you better wear and tear. I mean, it it reduces wear and tear a lot because it's in there faster, and it also goes through the joint faster. We don't want peanut butter to stay there forever. So that's the real problem that we have is is we're moving towards 020, and then they tell us they're going to come out with an 8 and a 12 oil. And these are backward compatible in many cases, except the oil burners and the oil leakers. Mm-hmm. We're not going to be able to pull that off. So should he put, he can just use that for the first, till the first oil change, and then maybe go to whatever it called for? He could if that was his comfort zone. Yeah. If I were in that thing, I'd be using the 530. Right. And and oh, I would okay. use it year round. Okay. And, okay. and, and yeah. here's the deal. five. The low number means it flows like a five weight when it's cold. So chances are of you using it as a five weight in Phoenix are slim and none. None, right. <laughs> and so it flows right. like a 30 weight when it's hot. Right. So it's a oh. flows like. It doesn't change viscosity, so to speak, but it flows like a five and like a 30. So if you do go oh. hunting, if you go up north, this is going to be all right for you. Okay. Thank you. All right. Guys. You betcha. You betcha. All righty. And, and. And we're going to talk about Larry Harker's Auto real quick. He's been around since 1967. Bob and Ellen own Larry Harker's Automotive, 38th Avenue and Indian School. If you live in that area, Larry Harker's would be a great place to go. And let me tell you about Bob. He's one of the best diagnosticians I've ever met. The guy is a wizard. He's probably better than I am with the diagnostic process. And there's been times I've sent people to him, and the story is, is I've had my car to 15 different places, and nobody can fix this. And he did. And there was a gentleman with a Dodge pickup that had never got it fixed and had spent thousands of dollars having people guess, and Bob fixed it. So if you've got a problem, it's worth 38th Avenue and Indian School, I promise you, and have Bob take a look at it. But everything from oil changes to diagnostics, Bob and Ellen can handle that. Ellen runs the front counter. Bob runs the shop. And like I said, he's really, really good. 602-508-0960. 602-508-0960. We'll be back in about four minutes taking your calls. 
Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.